the issues or challenges we face as a nation that need to be addressed by Mr. President. On easy lies they had that were the crowns they say and the vital issues affecting our lives are right on the table of Mr. President and we will have no other choice than to look at them very critically uh, and examine what he will be doing with them. So I'll introduce you to Africa Check Moment right now because we have no time to waste. Maybe if we have some, some seconds after thereafter, I'll take you through the supplementary budget for 2023 and the rationale behind it. Atiku Bagudu made that comment extensively after the FEC meeting on Monday and then Apabio was at the parliament uh, reading the letter of Mr. President. That budget over 2 trillion naira has been passed by the National Assembly, if you may. But let's look at a few other things therein. But before then, Africa check moment right here. the line and she will be taking us through this report 700 fake nigerian nurses working for uk's national health service no 48 registered nurses suspected in Ibadan testing center fraud this report is so close home exactly i i mean when i uh, saw the headline uh, and he was talking about ibadon you know lagos and ibadon were so close i was like wow this is interesting so the uh, should i say the good news it's not really good news so the claim that is saying that um seven african and uh, nigerian nurses are working for the uk's nhs it's not true but however there is another disturbing fact which some people might not know and the fact is that our um, 48 registered nurses are being suspected, you know, in an Ibadan testing fraud. So just to talk about the claim, reading exactly the words of the claim, it says in the UK, the NHS found 700 Nigerian nurses had fake qualifications. Now, this claim was posted in September this year on Facebook. It added that um, Nigeria is considered a red list country for the recruitment of health professionals, uh, meaning poaching of staff could endanger its own health care system. Now, when I, even me looking at this claim, it's something I would jump on. So thumbs up to my um, colleague, uh, Madam Mary Alexander, because such a uh, an important, if I might use that word, an important claim that has to be debunked, reason being that it's sort of like putting Nigeria in the bad light. So just moving quickly straight ahead, just uh, we all know what NHS is, that um, UK state-funded national health service, and this body actually provides comprehensive health care to the public for free. Now, the claim was posted on several places on Facebook. Now, is it true that the NHS um, really find 700 of its nurses from Nigeria had um, fake qualifications? Talking about, uh, you know, if they actually have the license or the qualifications to practice nursing, carry, um, nursing as a profession. Now, um, based on um, the research, uh, wonderful research that um, Mary did, um, uh, we found Africa Check. We found no news or report. So that's one thing we always advise journalists advise the public whenever we are speaking about media literacy whenever you come across a claim 
and it's not on mainstream media that's a red flag so that's what we did we checked on news reports and other you know evidence um or other platforms just to make sure that this claim you know is correct but sadly we found or happily we found no news reports or any other evidence re uh, relating to the claim that 700 um nurses in nigeria uh have fake uh, sorry not nigeria not 700 nigerian nurses in the uk have uh fake qualifications or are practicing with fake qualifications however or should i say instead you know the research that Mary did, uh, she was able to uncover several online reports that the UK's um, Nursing and Midwifery Council, that's the NMC, had discovered fraud at a Nigeria-based testing center for international courses, nursing. Mm. You know, when I mm. saw this, I, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is such bad light, putting Nigeria in bad spotlight. So you know 700 nurses with fake qualifications were found but however you know nigerians or a group of nigerians are uh were involved or are involved in um fraud and when it comes to nursing internet uh nursing or practicing uh the profession in the uk mm. now um nurses in yes so um the nmc just to talk a bit about that that's a non-governmental organization independent of um nhs and it regulates nursing and midwifery and it also maintains professional standards so this might not interest every nigerian but if you're practicing of which i'm sorry if you're planning to jackpot or leave the country <laughs> it's important that you know this especially if you want to pursue nursing in the uk or as these are um, agencies or bodies bodies that you should know about now um moving straight ahead in um, or on 20th September, a statement was released by the NMC, um, and it says that uh, in a 20th September statement, the NMC say that anomalous that data had been found in CBT. So that's the center involved in some form of fraud. It's the Yonic Technology Center in Ibadan, the capital of Oyo State, for mm. people who don't know. Now, the statement reads that there is evidence of widespread fraudulent activity at that particular center where we, now I'm referring to NMC, where we suspect some people fraudulently obtained their CBT, probably by use of a proxy tester where someone takes the test on their behalf. Wow, that's, and, that's you know, criminal. Think, exactly, exactly. Okay, let me allow you to speak. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's criminal, actually. I mean, it's alarming. Yes, yes, really. And, you know, what does this, it reminds me of what we, happens, you know, when you're taking exams like WIAC and the rest, and you find people writing for people, you know, you get people pay others to write for them. And I, I was just like, do we have to really take this abroad again mm. this is just yes just so mm. wrong mm. but just wrapping up um uh the second part of the claim which says that nigeria is considered a red list country uh, for the recruitment of health professionals um meaning poaching of staff um um that claim based on research uh that uh, mary did and so just to read a bit of her report it says that um uh 
the uh, it says the list of countries where health professionals are most needed. Talking about Niger, um, sorry, not Niger, yeah, Nigeria. So it encourages other countries to not recruit from those countries. Nigeria is among the 36 African countries on the safeguard list. Now, the UK government, speaking for uh, speaking about the UK government, the UK government has also adopted the WHO list in a code of practice. Now, so what does that mean? It says countries on the WHO uh, workforce support and um, support and safeguards list are graded red, which means no active recruitment is permitted from these countries. This is the red list to which the claim refers to. So for people who didn't understand what I was saying, for that particular claim, it says the crux of it is that nurses from Nigeria may work in the UK but may not be headhunted because that could worsen, you know, healthcare. I, I, yeah. So I think I'm just going to stop here. Mm-hmm. But like I said, yes, just taking us to the beginning, the claim was that 700 fake nurses were um, found or were practicing with fake qualifications. Is that claim? true no it's not true no evidence to support that but however we found out that you know 48 registered nurses are are have been suspected or have been suspected to be involved in some form of fraud when it comes to you know taking the test and the rest mm. all right uh, so so we this this particular report is uh, or this claim rather is rated false mm. Yes, 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 it is. So it's rated false for that, for the first claim. Yes. So, you know, whenever we jump on any claim, we work with what was posted on Facebook. So it's false that 700 fake Nigerian nurses are working for UK's NHS. Yes, that's false. But, but the other thing that you stumbled upon about 48 nurses who have fake qualification, that's true. Surprisingly and sadly true, I would say. Yeah, it's true. Putting Nigeria in a bad light, but it's true. Yeah. So, um, for, for the purpose of our, 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 our program, which is fact-checking, um, okay. so let, let's just talk briefly as we always do. Or when we see something okay. too good to be true, what should be our first mm. instinctive uh, response to it? And how should we also stop the spread of these misinformations? Okay, cool. So, very wonderful question. We never get tired of talking about our quick tips you know, when it comes to media literacy. And the first thing is you come across any post claim whatsoever, please do a quick search, Google search, to make sure that whatever you are about to read, consume, has been, you know, published by mainstream media. And what do we mean mean by mainstream media? We all know them, you know, the you know, these are reputable media houses that we can, you know, beat our chest to say, okay, yes, this is this is a, a good platform to consume information, news stories and the rest. So if it has not been posted on mainstream media, that's a red flag. Now, secondly, when you come across any post and it's, you know, playing with your bias, playing with your emotions and it's, you know, getting you aggravated and angered, that's a sign that you should just relax and, you know, before you share it, just, just hold on a bit. Another thing we also say is that you come across any post and you can't see the source. So when it comes to news stories from mainstream media, there will always be a source. It will always be attributed to somebody. But if the information has not been attributed to anybody, 
that's another red flag. And second, also, if whoever has been attributed, whoever the claim has been attributed to, or the news story, or the post, or whatever, the person is can't be found. You know, you type the person's name, and it can't be found. So that reminds me of a particular post that we debunked. So it was claiming that one doctor in China said that uh, consuming a particular particular product, I uh, sorry, not product, food stuff. I think it's um, guava or so can cure cancers or something around that area. Mm. But when we went online searching for doctor, he couldn't found. It's not you know the person is no an anonymous figure. Mm. So that's another red flag. Yeah. So those are just the things we should work with is it playing with your bias has it been published on mainstream media do you, is there a source to it if there is none then just hold on before you share it and also last but not the least is uh, most um inf information that are false or are you know are not correct you know sometimes not all the times always have you know grammatical errors and mm. the rest so they've just been quickly written so it can be shared so that's another red flag if you're seeing grammatical errors you're seeing you know errors that one shouldn't make or an organization shouldn't make that's another red flag mm -hmm. yeah. Joel, thank you so much for this time thank you too for having me thank you so welcome back good to have you all right bye for now all right bye with Africa Check. Good morning. Right, thank you for being there. You just heard Africa check there. Uh, particularly, the aim is for media literacy and to know how you will consume the data you see on the internet and your reaction to this data. Quite important to us. Now, before we, we sign out uh, this morning, there have been a lot of Nigerians reacting to President Baratunobu's newly unveiled supplementary budget proposal, where some 6.9 billion naira is earmarked for the procurement of vehicles for the state house, and 1.5 billion naira allocated for new cars for the office of the first lady, among other frivolous items, according to people. But before I jump into it, here is Atiku Bagudu. Atiku Bagudu was speaking here uh, at a particular time. It was earlier on Tuesday morning Atukuba Gudu who was speaking about the the budget you know during the FEC meeting the, uh, right after the FEC meeting Atukuba Gudu came on alongside his brother's ministers to tell Nigerians uh, what the supplementary budget is for and so Atukuba Gudu here gave us a breakdown of the purpose for this budget um, the 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 exact reason why they felt this is expedient at a time like this for us to buy 
uh, cars for the office of the first lady for presidency and the likes and so i'd like you to just listen to the rationale before i take you a bit through the items in that budget just a few of them maybe not everything but here the minister for budget and national planning atikuba gudu put us on notice here and told us what they meant the dg budget and the staff members of the media that are here today the council considered a request for supplementary appropriation which is a second for 2023 and kind graciously approved the sum of two billion two trillion one hundred and seventy six billion seven hundred and ninety one million Two hundred and eighty-six thousand and thirty-three naira as supplementary budget, and this supplementary budget is to fund urgent issues, including six hundred and five billion for national defence and security. This is to sustain the gains made in security and to accelerate. And these are funds that are needed by the security agencies before the year runs out. Equally, a sum of 300 billion was provided to repair bridges, including Eco and mainland bridges, as well as construction, rehabilitation, and maintenance of many roads nationwide before the return of the rainy season. Equally, the sum of 200 billion was provision for seed agricultural input supplies and agricultural implements and infrastructure in order to support expansion of food production. Equally, the sum of 210 billion is provided for the payment of wage awards. In negotiation with the Nigerian Labour Congress, the federal government agreed to pay 35,000 naira each to about 1.5 million employees of the federal government. And that amounts for, from September, October, for September, October, November, and December 2023. And that amounts to about 210 billion, which has been approved. And also 400 billion as cash transfer payment. You may recall that the federal government secured $800, billion, $800 million loan from the World Bank to pay cash transfers of 25,000 to 15 million households. The $800 million is for two months, October and November, and President graciously approved that an additional month should be funded by the federal government and that is where what this 100 billion is for equally 100 billion has been provided for the federal capital territory in order to support them in urgent and immediate capital expenditure works that can enhance the uh, infrastructure in the city And so we have to close it right here. But the bold question I have to ask, how expedient is this supplementary budget? You heard Atiku Bagudu here said that, that the second supplementary budget in 2023, 
I know that the budget will extend to, let's say, about March next year. But the thing is, how expedient are these expenditures? How will they bring a better life to the poor people of this country? Maybe the answer is flying in the winds. I'd like to close right now. Desmond Adibuya, Government of Great Assistance on the program today. Thank you, Desmond. Uh, many thanks to you for all that you were able to do today uh, for us. So, I will see you next week, Friday, at 11 o'clock on the same program, Economic Satellite. I wish you have a wonderful Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Here is 105.5 Splash Shall we? All right. Um, yes. Okay. Um, related infections, but antibiotics will. So we're looking at this report this morning on the program. Uh, this report is a published report from Africa Check. And I have Mukhtar Balogun who will be joining me to make a sense of this report. Good morning, Mukhtar. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's have this report. So um, we came across this report in October. So it's a video uh, circulating on social media that uh, there is an easy home remedy for some common sexually transmitted diseases. And uh, the the supposed remedy include, uh, you know, uh, bitter cola, garlic, and ginger, as we have it on the report. So the video suggests, um, suggests um, grinding uh, um, ingredients into a powder and combining it with um, lime juice and drinking this um, mixture um, twice a day for a week. So, uh, you know, Africa Check, we deal with health claims, political claims, and uh, in particular, health claims are dangerous to those, you know, who follow uh, such um, um, prescriptions. So we looked into using this herbal remedy to cure, you know, these uh, STIs. And uh, we found out that, uh, first, let's talk about STIs. So STIs are, you know, conditions uh, transmitted through sexual activities. Um, 
So they are caused by various um, viruses, uh, bacteria and uh, fungi. So why some of these STIs can be cured with uh, antibiotics? Others may lead to, you know, um, severe complications and even, you know, um, death at times. So common STIs such as gonorrhea, um, syphilis and chlamydia are bacteria in nature and uh, are typical um, uh, treatable with uh, antibiotics. So in 2020, the World Health Organization, uh, WHO, reported uh, 129 million new chlamydia infections, 82 million uh, new gonorrhea infections, and 7.1 million new syphilis infections. So these infections are, are really viral. So now we look into herbal remedies to treat these STIs. But first, it must be noted that health experts, uh, they do not recommend using uh, herbal remedies for these infections. Although some of these remedies, you know, can temporarily help with symptoms. Uh, the symptoms we uh, people could get while having these STIs, they can help with it temporarily. But they will not kill the bacteria that cause the infection. Uh, for instance, garlic and uh, bitter cola, they have um, a the um, inflammatory or antibacterial properties that might relieve um, some of the symptoms. In fact, ginger is also, you know, being studied for its potential to fight some or uh, some of this bacteria. But it doesn't mean the ability to fight bacteria or having um, anti-inflammatory properties or antibacterial properties can treat um, the infections. So they they also have side effects. You know, when consumed, the large amount. So experts warn that garlic, especially when consumed raw, can lead to stomach upsets and even heartburn. So ginger in ginger on its own can also cause uh, mouth irritation or diarrhea. So um, the recommended treatment for gonorrhea is a particular antibiotic, you know, but the bacteria that causes this gonorrhea has developed um, resistance to most antibiotics used to treat it. But there's a recommended treatment for gonorrhea. So on syphilis, it can be cured using penicillin. It is common uh, in this part of the world. So I, penicillin is also an antibiotic, but it will not, you know, treat the damage caused by the infection. So uh, it must be noted that there is no evidence that other remedies will cure the infection. So uh, finally, experts recommend getting tested for these common STIs, especially uh, as they can live in our body without initially causing any symptoms. Hmm. So the, the first and the most important thing to do is to see a health practitioner for to run a test first. Yes, yes, yes. Testing is very important. And one of the things we noted in the report is that health experts they do not recommend using herbal remedies for these infections. Okay, so we should avoid the use of herbal remedies to treat infections. Yes, yes. So if if people can, it is better to reach out to experts, you know, who studied for years, who work in this line, who know better around our sexually transmitted diseases. So uh, it is better to reach out to them. Uh, and when people come across this type of report, they can, you know, always check us on WhatsApp. We are always available on WhatsApp. They can message us on WhatsApp on the 09083 We are also available on Facebook, Africa Check Nigeria. 
on Twitter at africacheck underscore ng. And our website is africacheck.org. So several reports like this looking at, you know, ads claims on, on social media, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, you'll find it on our website. So and usually we speak to experts regarding all these reports and we use um, open source uh, knowledge because several studies have happened along this line. So we use that to support our reports. Okay. Um, Mukhtar, how did you rate this particular claim? Yes, we rated it as false. You know, because it is clear, the information at hand here is that uh, it is not recommended. And in fact, using the likes of garlic and uh, ginger, uh, you know, that have um, anti-inflammatory or antibacterial properties, although they can relieve some symptoms, but uh, research also showed that, you know, they, they if consumed in an abnormal dose, you know, it can cause damage to people. So... Mukhtar Balogu, thank you for speaking with Splash FM today. That was Mukhtar. All right. Um, we're, we're closing now, but I'm just reflecting on their batcher loot. You know, that was where I kicked off this morning. Uh, so before I round off, because we have something coming up after that, uh, the interesting thing about a particular transaction here is what I want to bring up. On 19th January 1998, Guazo collected from the CBA the sum of $100 million and £50 million. Pounds. You see, they always collect these two at the same time. To counter insinuation that their school was not real and government framed them to remove the, and replace the copies with stooges. The interesting thing about this particular transaction was that while rebagging the money, according to the SIP report, four cartons contained a total of about eight million dollars, US dollars, were set aside in Guazo's own residence. On 1st April 1998, Guazo collected from the CBN the sum of $65 million, uh, $30 million pounds for public relations at home and abroad to counter the European Union campaign against the transition program. And on 30th April 1998, a few weeks before Abacha died, Guazo collected $80 million and $50 million pounds and $250 million naira for the purpose of conducting an enlightenment campaign on the virtues of an Abacha presidency. <laughs> so you see how much money we were able to fleece from our coffers just like that. Anyway, who exactly is this Guazo? Maybe we'll talk about Guazo next week. Thank you for listening to the program this morning and uh, we appreciate you for joining us on Economic Searchlight. An economy that lost so much money this way, how can such an economy survive? So when you wonder what happened to the Naira, that was what happened to the Naira. I'll be back 11 o'clock next week Friday. Good morning. Have a wonderful weekend. I'm Uluwashio Omar Kinola and I thank uh, Buiga for helping me today. Good morning. Here is 105.5 Splash What's up y'all? This, this, this is the Immobility Integrity.
uh, you know, the condition called dilutional hyponatremia happens. So hyponatremia occurs when uh, the levels of um, electrolyte sodium in our body becomes low. So the extra water we have in our body go into our cells, our body cells, and make them swell up. So this can be dangerous as it can also, you know, affect the brain. So the symptoms of hyponatremia uh, include vomiting, headache, confusion, muscle cramps, irritability, and tiredness. And also, the causes of hyponatremia are kidney failure, congestive heart failure, vomiting and diarrhea, uh, liver disease, and uh, certain drugs. So on very rare occasion, we will find that water intoxication, vibration, you know, or drinking too much water, as um, the uh, the person claim, you know, cause hypo uh, uh, hyponatremia. So this happens when we drink more water than our kidneys can, you know, can absorb. So the excess water then dilutes the sodium in our bodies. It's uh, as as a result, it lowers the level of the um, electrolyte sodium in our bloodstream. So, but naturally, our bodies biologically stop us from over drinking. And I'll tell you how. So the reflexes in our bodies prevent us from drinking so much water because it would cause us harm. So one study um, in particular explained that the causes of this water intoxication uh, can be caused by, you know, psychiatric disorder or forced water intake as a form of, you know, child abuse or as we normally see it in movies where um, they force people to take water, you know, just to punish them, all those things. So, and another case is iatrogenic infusion of excessive hypotonic fluid. So, our brain actually clamps down on our, on our, you know, swallowing reflex. You know, when you have that water to a certain level, there is a reflex that comes up that prevents you from uh, having uh, more than you should have. So, the only time drinking too much water can lead to a dehydration is a condition called dilutional hyponatremia, as I noted earlier. So most people develop the condition generally, you know, they don't have that control over the amount of water they drink. Uh, and that's because, you know, they might have a mental illness or they've been victims of um, abuse or uh, they are given too much fluid in uh, hospital. So uh, this particular, uh, particular person's um, advice uh, missed an important context that it is on only rare cases drinking too much water will lead to dehydration thank you the message on x by this musician is not as if it is outrightly false but misleading yes but if you check our rating we rated it as false and that's because it missed the context it is only on rare cases if he had you know added that rarely but what he has noted here is drinking too much water. And it is not, uh, the, the, the reflex in our body doesn't allow us to, you know, drink too much water. What we have here on uh, drinking too much water is that it can lead to dehydration in only a condition that is known as dilutional hyponatremia. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That was Muktai Balogun speaking with us on uh, misinformation uh, that was put out. And Africa Check just dealt with that. We do that every week, so we hope you join us next week uh, as we bring you another 
program. It's economic satellites. I'd like to thank uh, everyone who's been part of uh, this production. That's why I thank you for your assistance today. The Nigeria Nigerian survivors always say. Take care of yourself. Thank God it's Friday. Here is 105.5. One station, all the hits. 105.5. Splash. We've got the city a lockdown. Thank you for joining us here at this time. We are now at the segment that we call Africa Chat Moment. And on this side of the divide, what we do is bring up a report done by Africa Czech and Mukhtar Balogun is on standby to help us with today's report. Mukhtar, good morning and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Great. Um, today is a very special day. Catherine Adeni did a research on a doctored video that falsely claimed Nigerian doctors created drug that kills high blood pressure forever. Uh, I see the work of AI, uh, deepfake, right here, and uh, it's scary. Tell us about this, Mutar. Okay, so Catherine found this claim this month, and the claim is about a drug that cures high blood pressure. You know, it's saying a Nigerian doctor created this drug, and it has the capacity to, you know, cure high blood pressure forever. So, it is in a video. And what is in that video is by Channel's television. So one of its anchors, Kayode Okikulu, is seen talking, talking in the video. So the video shows audience listening attentively also to an unidentified man. So we can't identify the particular man in that video. So the man is guaranteeing uh, the capability of that drug, including reducing the risk of stroke and uh, heart attack to um, zero, which is a big claim. So what we are looking at is what hypertension is and is the video true. The video has um, attracted over 33,000 um, views, which is quite important we look into. So we started by looking at um, what hypertension is. Hypertension is also known as high blood pressure. So it is a kind of serious uh, medical condition where uh, the blood exerts too much pressure against the walls um, of the blood vessels in our body. So as a result, the heart has to work harder to pump blood around uh, the body. So there are dangers to having hypertension. And one is risk of heart, brain, kidney, and other diseases. And these are claimed made by um, the World Health Organization. So it also noted that it is a leading cause of premature death around the world and it is prevalent in this part of the world in Africa. So then we looked into, you know, the attention, uh, we paid attention into the details of the video. So a closer look at the video, uh, you know, showed some red flags. You know, we, we noticed that the newsreader's lip movements do not match the voice in the video. There is no balance between what we are hearing and what we are seeing. So it's like pronouncing boy, but what you are seeing from the newscaster mouth is the pronouncement of girl. So those, the lip movement is 
quite different so we we noticed that the video must have been manipulated you also look into how long the video was because the video is incredibly short that particular video is incredibly short that we don't have enough um, information about that particular cure or the invention including the person who invented the supposed cure so we went further and we searched um channels tv's website and youtube channel you know if you follow them on their website on youtube channel you can find different uh, news reports uh so we looked into it and we found nothing of such nature um regarding this supposed cure and further you know, we look into um american art association reports that uh, made it clear that high blood pressure cannot be cured what we can do is manage our lifestyle and if necessary medication in regards to um high blood pressure so the damage this video could do is that it can you know lead to serious health conditions to people who are you know suffering from high blood pressure so some of them could stop um, taking prescribed treatments in the hope of um expecting um a cure so some people could also get duped so this is basically what uh, we are looking at at this report and we found out that the claim is false oh great i mean it was scary and it was scary because you see a popular broadcaster uh their logo their background their exactly. news, news reader i mean it's a video and you could hear a sound if one is not conversant with um spotting the red flag for a deep fake videos you probably would think that was true really yes yes because basically you see if you go to that post on facebook you see some people sharing the post already so uh those sharing the post there are definitely people who think this uh the content of that video is true and you can't necessarily you know blame them because it was actually created you know to deceive to get attention and if you look at it there are red flags people can actually pay attention to like the movement of the lip we noted and cross-checking on the website cross-checking making sure that the video um truly came from channels television and even if the video comes from channel television it's still important to know what is happening in the world has there been a breakthrough in the look for uh, cure for uh, high blood pressure or hypertension so these are the things people can look how to when they come across claims like this okay thank you i'll just probably refer people to your website to see a guide yes, on how yes. to spot cheap out of context and deep fake videos if they want to study yes. about that if, if people come across this particular post and read it down there they will see um a guide on how to spot claims like this how to spot them and how to know if they are true or false our website is africacheck.org uh we are also available on twitter at africacheck underscore ng we are available on Facebook also, Africa Check Nigeria, and our WhatsApp line is 090-8377-7789. People can share claims like this to us on WhatsApp, and we will make sure to, you know, look into it and find the truth. Dr. Balogun, thank you for speaking with Splash FM this morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And that's it on economic satellite for this morning and for this week thank you so much for being part of it this is splash
105.5 FM, your integrity station. This program highlights the economy and we also do some fact-checking, particularly as it concerns our health. Victor, put this together. See you next Friday. Bye for now. Where else? Where else? It's Splash 105.5. Uh.